Welcome, everybody, to Nothing to Fear, a weekly horror movie podcast hosted by me, Billy Schultz. Every week on the show, we watch a different horror movie and talk all about it to prove to folks that they're just movies and there's nothing to fear. And every single week, it was a close one this week, but every single week so far, I'm joined in this intersection and in the rest <laughs> of the episode by my two friends, Alex Wan and Luke Mason, but Alex. I want you ask Luke, well, you know, no, you, you ask Luke how he is, he's doing first. Okay, 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 fine, fine. Okay, okay, never mind, never mind. We'll we'll save it. A little bit of sizzle. So, Luke, how's your week gone? How are you doing? (laughs) My week's good. I'm really excited to hear Alex's story, though. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Always, always the agitator. Never one to commit to a bit. (laughs) Ah, It's good to see you. Good to have you here. Thank you. Hope you're doing well here at the start of December. You know what? I'll I'll go next. We'll, We'll let Alex's story a little bit more anticipation. Yes, happy December. We're going to be talking about movies from 2022 this month. I'm doing well. I'm I am at the end of semester yeah, semester 4 of my degree and I am so close to being burnt out, but I'm so close to the finish line that I can do it. So, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to talk about weird fucking movies. Let's and go. I'm, I'm really excited to hear about Alex's story. Actually, you know, we should save it for the end. We'll just put it at the end. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Alex, how are you doing? I could be better. Yep. But I also could be worse. So, we'll, we'll, <laughs> it's it's Sunday morning. We'll back it up to we'll we'll back it up to Thursday at about three p.m. Ah, yes. Um, so Thursday, three p.m. I finish my work for the week, um, and I don't really have anything to do on Friday. And it's fucking cold here in Calgary. It was like minus forty with wind chill. So. I was like, I don't want to leave the house on Friday, so I'm going to take the day off. So I take the day off. I decide I'm going to just stay indoors on Friday, just hang out, watch the movie for today, make some snacks, stay warm, etc. So I go to bed, and I wake up Friday morning around like maybe 7.30, I would say, to the sound of what I thought was rain. And I go, well, that's kind of weird. Like, it shouldn't be raining. And I didn't think too much about it. But then it keeps going, and I'm like, well, maybe it's not rain. Maybe it sounds, it sounds like someone's showering, but they're showering for, like, a long time. It's like, I thought I was dreaming the whole time. Because um, I was like, is it raining in the walls or something? Like, no. <laughs> it wasn't. So, eventually I get out of bed. That was Brahms taking a piss. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I wake up, I get out of bed, and I go feed Maroki. So, as I step outside into the living room i like step in something wet and i'm like well fuck okay oh, no. like, <laughs> like i put two and two together you know the rain noise the wet floor i have a leak so i turn on the light sure enough there's like a pretty big leak and it's like dripping down so i go find a bucket and i see another leak and it's right above my um my smoke detector oh, no. I'm like damn okay so i go find another bucket and then i walk into the kitchen get some paper towels and there's like oh there's another leak here um <laughs> coming down from the kitchen so i get another bucket and then so i have these three buckets and then i hear this big pop noise and i'm like what the fuck is happening and it turns out one of the leaks had gone into my like overhanging light and it had like exploded the light bulb because that thing was just filling with water and I didn't realize it so i was like oh, oh shit so i have to turn off all my lights because i'm like i don't know what the fuck's happening and then i go find my camping headlamp so i'm just walking <laughs> around it's like it's seven 35 740 it's still really dark out with a headlamp just like looking for leaks and i'm like okay it's these three leaks i think that's it so i go up like i'm on the second floor so i go directly to the third floor or directly above me i knock on that door i'm like i'm gonna figure out what the fuck is happening and these two 
old Asian ladies open the door. <laughs> And I felt so bad for them the second they opened the door just because, like, they're in their pajamas, their hair is soaking wet, and I just see what appears to be a waterfall coming out from their, like, living room floor or living room ceiling. And they don't speak English very well, and they're on the phone frantically with what I guess is their landlord. So they pass me the phone, and the landlord's like, like, what's going on? Why is it leaking? I'm like, I I don't know. I I live on the second floor. I just came up to see what was going on. But, uh, Mm -hmm. like, obviously it's leaking out of their ceiling, so I'll go to check for you so i go up to the fourth floor i knock on that door and someone opens the door and they are like when they open the door there's like steam or like what appears to be smoke everywhere i'm like what the fuck is happening what? and then they open the door they answer and they're like oh yeah like a pipe burst last night we called our landlord about it i'm like oh yeah well it's like it's leaking all the way down to like i live on the second floor it's leaking all the way down and they're like oh really like i'm like yeah uh so you called your landlord do you, do you know if anyone's coming to fix this right now and they're like oh we don't know i'm like what the fuck <laughs> so i go back to my unit i it's still early in the morning before office hours so i have to call our emergency line and i'm like yeah we have like a pipe burst last night and guy goes oh yeah yeah we know that so like people are coming i'm like okay people are coming that's all i i can do so i go back to the old ladies and I'm, i talk to their landlord i'm like there's a pipe that burst above you people are coming just wait and then I go back to my unit, and I'm just sitting and waiting, and I'm, like, annoyed. And then I, I start seeing water leaking down some walls. I'm, like, grabbing towels and shit to oh, wipe no. it up. And then I think for a second, I'm like, wait, if it's leaking from the fourth floor all the way down to the second floor, let me go check with my downstairs neighbors. I'm like, like if they don't have any leaks yet, maybe I should, like, preemptively warn them. So I go downstairs, mm-hmm. I knock on their door. They open up and I'm like, yeah, uh, do you have any leaks right now? And they're like, yeah, it's like everywhere. <laughs> they have like four in their bedroom. There's three in their living room. It's going crazy. And they don't like they don't have buckets or anything like they seem to like not be very furnished. So they, they just have like like soup bowls catching the water. <laughs> I wonder, could they have just moved in? Like, yeah, yeah. No, well, they said they lived there for like about a year. But I'm like, OK, yeah, like pipe burst. People are on the way to fix it. If you need anything else, like I'm just above you. Come knock on my door. So I go back to my place and I'm sitting here in my desk, like where you normally see me. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like annoyed. I'm just like thinking. And then I start hearing dripping from this room. <laughs> so it's dripping onto my bed. So I catch it pretty early. I get a bucket. And so they're all together, there were like three big leak, three leaks, in, like two leaks in my living room, one in my kitchen, one above my bed in this room. And like a couple of walls were leaking out water. Mm-hmm. So eventually people come. They take pictures and they start sawing holes in my ceiling. To like, oh and they have like these big industrial fans and humidifiers. So there's a hole in my bedroom ceiling, a hole in my living room, and there's a hole in the wall of my bathroom. And I have four of these like really loud fans and two humidifiers. So at first I was like, oh, we might not be able to record this weekend because uh, <laughs> it's it's loud. So I'm going to turn on one of the fans, the one okay. in my bedroom, and you, right. want, you multiply that by four and add in two, two uh, de- dehumidifiers, and that's how loud it was. Okay, so this is a little bit of Foley work. Oh, wow. It's not great. Do you hear that? Uh, well, the thing is, I think I have uh, noise suppression turned on on Discord, so it actually oh, okay. doesn't sound like anything. But when you start talking, I can hear it. In yeah. The so I think it, I think it doesn't pick up on Discord, but I'm looking at the recording track, and it's picking oh, yeah. up. It's just like <laughs> a squiggles of lines. <laughs> but this is how loud it was: times four plus two dehumidifiers, de- de- and these are it like it makes big you sound farther things, away. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So here, I'll turn it off. 
reporting live on the scene is Alex yeah. Wan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so all weekend, that's oh the noise God. that I had to deal with. And it's so cold out. I don't want to leave. So yeah. I, I stayed in. So like when I'm sitting on my computer and I have my in-ears in and I put on like additional headphones and I'm listening to music or whatever, it sounds like I'm on an airplane. <laughs> so yeah, um, that's kind of the story of what happened. Wow, and, wow, wow, wow. Um, Thanks, I'm neighbors. happy to be here. Um, I'm happy to turn these off for at least the next hour mm-hmm. and a bit so that I can hear myself think. Yes. Oh my yeah. gosh. What? Okay. Official PSA, I guess. Like fucking when they say close your windows during a cold snap, fucking close your windows during a cold yeah. snap. Like, <laughs> like the guys that came in, I'm like, what happened? And they're like, oh, she like definitely opened a window last night and it doesn't take long. It takes like, they're like, it takes like 10, 15 minutes, especially when it's minus 40 out. Yeah. Like, that's how fast it'll take to burst. And like, if it does burst, every unit has manual shutoff valves for their uh, water heating. Yeah. So like, they were like, if it does ever happen to you, you need to like manually turn off both both ends and then throw a towel over it. And that mm-hmm. way it'll just like, it won't leak down. But right. like, obviously their pipe burst because they were stupid and opened a window and they didn't know how to manually shut off their valve. And that's what fucked us, like everyone else over. So yeah, like a, I'm, I'm a little irked, but you know, well, yeah, it happened. I don't think that person listens to nothing to fear. So I think the PSA is wasted, <laughs> Billy. Yeah, well, <laughs> for anybody else. <laughs> I could just knock upstairs and be like, "Hey, have you have you tried a, this podcast? It'd be the first bit of advertising I've ever done." I think that'd be funny. Oh my gosh, that'd be a way that'd to get funny. her back. Yeah, we talked about you on. I talked about you on my podcast. <laughs> no, I just meant listening to us in general, buzzing. Ah, uh, oh, roasted. <laughs> yeah, so uh, cl- close your windows when it's uh, sub zero. Close your windows when it's sub zero, folks out there. It's a real issue. Okay, well, <laughs> I'm glad you're here. Luke yeah. and I were prepared to do the intro uh, on our own, but you know, you rallied, you made it, and we're going to talk about a movie. But before we do that, let's talk about a little bit of movie news. I got two. I got two for this week. The biggest one I heard about on Twitter this week, Twitter's still a thing, was that the Midnight Club series that was on Netflix. Did either of you watch that? Or have you watched any of that stuff on Netflix? The Meg Flanagan stuff? No. 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 Well, it was Mike Flanagan's new series he had done a really cool story involving a bunch of kids at this sort of hospice for like terminal kids with terminal diseases basically and they have this storytelling club it's kids that don't read good no they do read good that's the thing (laughs) (laughs) but they also have like leukemia and glioblastomas and all sorts of like real bad real bad shit and so anyway they did a season one it was pretty good i liked it i know listener of the show danae they listened they watched it and they liked it we talked about it a little bit and yeah it got canceled after one season but mike flanagan the creator wrote a really cool tumblr post that basically laid out all of what season two was going to be and so i'm going to link that in the show notes for people if they want to read it if you like that show it's really cool and and who knows maybe the streaming gods will smile on it and pick it up for season two because even though the Tumblr post that Mike Flanagan did was completely spoiler filled, like it was basically the whole new story reading it. I was just like, Oh, I kind of want to see this on film. So, Hey, if you have sway at a streaming network, you're not listening to this podcast, but if you are, if, if you found it somewhere, let's, let's get season two of midnight club. I really like that show. I thought it was really good. What's it about? It's kind of an anthology with the, uh, the kids of this hospice 
are they have a society where they sneak out of their rooms at midnight and they kind of sit around the table and they tell scary stories and it's all dealing with like ways they're coping with their diseases and their diagnoses <clears throat> and stuff and it was very charming it was early to mid 90s like it was 96 so it's cashing in on kind of this 90s nostalgia that we've you know we've seen a lot of 80s nostalgia in the last decade now we're getting this 90s stuff so cool soundtrack but all the stories are i don't remember i think they're adapted from like other short stories other horror short stories and so basically the kids take turns telling these stories and then it goes into the world of the story where the kids are playing the roles and it's like different costumes and wigs and stuff and they have different characters because you know they're they're casting their friends basically in these imagined stories and so it was kind of a cool thing they and they had this like subplot with Maybe this hospice was home to a cult at once upon a time. And what's up with all this? Like, there's a lot of mystery. Of course it was. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, a big isolated manor house in the woods that's been around for like a century. At one point, there's a cult in it. Are they trying to resurrect uh, the, the blackhead demon? No, no, no. Not the black. Not the blackhead. Do they um, get stoned <laughs> and write a snarky letter to their principal? about how the principal yeah. just sees them the way that they want to see them but whatever there are they can be anything they contain multitudes they contain multitudes yeah and at the very end one of them walks out and pumps their fist in the air That's and right. holds real still yeah no and they all just start <laughs> dating at the end for no reason yeah <laughs> ah i won't forget about you <laughs> sorry i have a simple mind <laughs> yeah good so yeah i would love to see a season two of it um you know it's a shame it didn't get one but you know I think Mike Flanagan is working with Amazon, so maybe one day. Okay, but also if you haven't seen like The Haunting of Bly Manor and The Haunting of Hill House, those are cool shows which are worth worth checking out. Not not getting paid to say this. Oh, I actually have two two more stories. Okay, so the second one is friend of the show, not real friend of the show, but Shelley Duvall, who we saw in uh, The Shining, <laughs> of course, <laughs> friend of the show. Oh yeah, Shelley Duvall. classic friend of the show. <laughs> she's she real best friend. She listens all the time. What's up, Shell? No, she's been off acting for a while, and she recently has been cast, and a trailer came out for a new werewolf movie called The Forest Hills. And in the article I read, she was just really happy to be back behind the camera, and I hope that nobody is like being mean to her, like Stanley well, I Kubrick mean, was. <laughs> he's dead, so. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Is she behind the camera or in front of the camera? In front of the camera, pardon me. Yes, she's she's acting in it, and it looks like a cool kind of take on a werewolf movie where somebody's trying to, you know, repress turning into a werewolf. The trailer has a lot of cool shots, like little hints of transformations, and also Edward Furlong is in the movie, another actor who's been out of the spotlight for a while. Uh, Edward Furlong, if you need a reminder, was John Connor in Terminator 2. And he was also in American History X. Oh, was he? He was the younger brother. I did not know that. So he I... was the one that witnessed the curb stomp? Yep. Ah. <laughs> That's a tough scene. That's one of the toughest yeah. scenes on cinema. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in a movie we'll talk about in five or six weeks. There's a tougher scene, but... <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe, maybe. Okay, and then the last piece of theater... Uh, the last what am i saying the last piece of news theater how much do you know about the story of the cocaine bear have you heard about this story oh yeah it's that movie about a bear that's uh rampaging in town because it's on coke yep 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 luke have you, are you familiar with the story at all is that is that the winnie the pooh movie coming out that's not that's blood and honey yeah i know but i mean i thought that yeah. could be slang. <laughs> could be <laughs> 
Uh, Slang no. for cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> I have not heard of the cocaine bear. Ah, well, it is a real life story. That really? it, it, the, the movie is fictionalized. It's very clear that it's fictionalized as parody. But there was a, in I think Kentucky or Tennessee in the 80s, there was a plane that was smuggling a bunch of cocaine. Uh, it ran into troubles in the people who were flying the plane jumped out jettisoned their cargo of cocaine which promptly fell in the woods and so forest rangers or police officers found this like dead bear surrounded by a bunch of like opened containers of cocaine and they found like three or four ounces of cocaine in this bear system because it just stumbled upon it rooted around got high on cocaine and then overdosed and died so the real life story is very sad uh and there's a lot of podcasts that talk about it (laughs) But this one, there's a trailer for it. It looks very silly. I don't know if it's technically horror, but a lot of bears popping out of doors and stuff. And yeah, maybe we'll have enough to do a bear horror month one one month. So the bear goes on a cocaine-filled killer rampage. Yeah, and Elizabeth Banks is in it. So Oh, I love Elizabeth uh, Banks. Yeah. <laughs> but who doesn't, am I right? Right? She's, she's a sweetheart. All right. I think that's all for spooky, scary movie news. Actually, I'll save the... Yeah, I'll save... Yeah, that's all. That's all. Before we talk about the movie Bar- Barbarian, which we watched, I do have one bit of, like, uh, housekeeping. Derelict in my quid pro quo podcaster, you know... Wait, derelict what? <laughs> <laughs> Quiet. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, by now a couple of months ago, I actually met up with another another podcaster that I had met in the summer over a Patreon, like there was a little Patreon get together group. And it was like, podcasters come in and talk about how you do your Patreon. And really that didn't pay out of anything, but there was one podcaster that I met from Victoria who moved to Montreal recently. And I managed to send him a message on Twitter. We went out and we went for lunch and just sort of chatted. So I want to shout out. Thank you to Brendan store from the podcast ghost story guys. And he mentioned us on his podcast, and I did notice a little bump in the number. So if you're listening from Ghost Story, guys, thank you. Uh, we hope you stick around. And uh, thanks, Brennan. I hope you're enjoying Montreal. Nice. So. Is this Victoria, Australia, or Victoria, British Columbia? British Columbia. Okay. Uh, British Columbia. So sorry, is it Ghost Story, guys, or Go Story, guys? Ghost Story, guys. Okay. So it's a ghost, not a ghost. Uh, guys like G-U-I-S-E or G-U-Y-S-E. Yeah, I think it's ghosts who are in disguises that tell uh, stories. Okay. Yeah. Ghost story guys. Yeah. It's 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 superficially a ghost story, but it's actually about something yeah. else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Brendan. That's really nice. Uh, uh, Brennan. No Brennan. Brennan. Yeah. Thanks, Brennan. He's a Nice guy. So yeah, thanks so much. That was it was a lot of fun. Enjoyed having lunch with you, and I hope you're settling into Montreal. Check and this for is their late. link in the show notes. Uh, oh yes, I will. I you know what? I will link uh, Ghost Story guys in the show notes. They don't need the bump, but uh, why not? I'll give it to them anyway. Put a, put a note <laughs> you know? for yourself right now, so you don't forget. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Ghost Story guys. Also, don't well, forget they... to edit in one more. Ah, oh, thanks a lot. Thank you so much. Okay, all right, <laughs> enough. Down. It's enough fucking around. We need to get to the fucking around. No, we got to start about fucking movie. in a straight line. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I don't do anything straight, but I can talk about this movie. So, Alex, you picked the first movie. You picked the first movie for December 2022 month. Mm-hmm. What are we watching? We already know, but tell us what you picked. We're watching Barbarian, which came out in September. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I had actually watched this movie in theaters before deciding to do this. So the story was, my buddy was like, hey, 
this movie's crazy. You should watch it. And I was like, okay. And then I asked a friend, I was like, hey, you want to go watch a movie? And they're mm-hmm. like, okay. So we were like, okay, let's watch Barbarian. The trailer looked pretty crazy. So we go to Barbarian. the theater and we watch Barbarian and we're like, wow, this movie's pretty fucking crazy. <laughs> and then I, it's been on my mind this whole time. And then the, the theme was like 2022 movies. And this movie just came out on streaming. And I was like, let's watch Barbarian. This movie's fucking crazy. So that's how uh, we got from... That's how we got from there. The start of the story to now. What a great, what a great story! And yeah, the, I think probably the wildest thing is the fact that this is streaming on Disney Plus. So, <laughs> just it seems that platform. My well, gosh, you get yeah. a lot of bang for your buck on that one, huh? Yeah, it's really, it's really the best in the game. I gotta say, I hate, I hate it. I hate capitalism to a large extent, but man, Disney, Disney Plus is kind of killing it with the streaming content. Yeah, all they're missing is the 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 whole uh, series of Babar. Yeah, they just need Babar on there. And then you I th- honestly bill. thought we were watching Babarian. <laughs> I still think it's called that. <laughs> yeah, all right. So, Luke, you actually yes. hadn't seen this one. I did have this movie spoiled for myself. I'll, I'll say that. I, I, I listened to a podcast that recapped it. So I did know the twist, which is a bit unfortunate because it is fun. But you, Luke, this was a brand new experience for you. So what had you heard and how did you? I think just off the top. Because we're doing 2022 movies this month, additional spoilers, because these are all new movies. Mm, so That is a great thing, yeah. We obviously spoil the movies we talk about. It's less relevant when we do <laughs> movies from the 70s <laughs> than yeah. movies from this year. So just a I don't know what happened at the listening. end of The Shining. <laughs> Thanks, Luke. Nobody That's does. a good reminder. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't I didn't know really anything about this other than I, I recall Alex talking about it and then you saying mm-hmm. you listened to a podcast about it. I think I'd seen the movie poster around somewhere with like the main lady at the door or looking mm-hmm. through the door. I can't remember exactly, but it's like the orange background. Yeah. And then I didn't actually recall this till halfway through the movie, but there was some lingering subconscious knowledge that Justin Long was in this. I think I saw a headline mm-hmm. somewhere, but I didn't actually remember that until he showed up on screen. Mm-hmm. So what an entrance! Very, very little <laughs> I knew about okay. this movie, other oh than gosh. Alex liked it, which put yeah. it on a good path for my mentality. <laughs> yes, I think uh, even though we will spoil the movie plots, I think this is the perfect sort of refresher after Doll Month and just sort oh, of I was being stuck bring in those weeds. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I think. We'll, you know, we'll do a little bit more ado, but not much, much more further ado before we get into it. But uh, yeah, like Luke said, there's going to be spoilers. This is a brand new movie. Check it out. It's on Disney Plus in Canada. I don't know where else you can find it in the world, but it's on there. It's out there. So watch it if you want to uh, continue listening. And I, I having like had it spoiled, I think, yes, absolutely watch this before you listen to the podcast because it is totally 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 worth it to go in blind that being said so there's your spoiler warning if you want to pause and watch it now you can i'm gonna do the does the dog die trigger warnings if that counts as a spoiler to you pause now or skip ahead till you've done watching but here's what does the dog die says in terms of triggers Uh, again not an extensive list check it out but we've got some gaslighting some unhappy confrontation with the police there's stalking there's child abuse there's domestic violence someone gets trapped in a pit there's a ton of gore teeth casual serial killing there's casual serial killing there's amputation there's head trauma eye trauma there's struggle to breathe there's (laughs) generational rape incest there's kidnap there's dead people there's jump scares there's suicide there's claustrophobia 
there's mental illness, there's flashing lights, there's stuff with babies. They do use the F slur in this film. That's a big trigger. There's some nudity. Yeah, I said incest. Sexual assaults. <laughs> nudity. Hit by a car. <laughs> guns and, nudity. And <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Here's the trailer. We're going to talk about it. Trailer, go. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. This is 476 Barbary, right? Yeah, I'm renting this place. No, I booked it a month ago. Are you sure you have the right place? Yeah. What am I supposed to do? Why don't you come inside and we'll call these idiots. Why don't you just crash here? Oh, no. I don't know if you got a great look at this neighborhood, but I don't think you should be out there by yourself. It's dry and there's a lock on the door. By the way, I'm Keith. Tess. You take the bedroom and I'll sleep out here on the couch. natural <laughs> okay alex <sighs> barbarian is a 2022 american horror film written and directed by zach Kreger in his solo directorial debut the film stars georgina campbell bill skarsgård and justin long the story sees a young woman find out that the rental house she reserved has ac- has been accidentally double booked with a man, while not knowing of a dark secret within the home. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Okay, so before we get into your f- initial thoughts, Alex, the budget for this movie was four point five million dollars, and to date, it has made forty two million dollars, um, and that's at the first the week hit. of November. So it's like really crushed it out. So yeah, it's a uh, a solid hit. It's got a currently it's got a seventy percent on Rotten Tomatoes and a seven point two on IMDb, and this one is is one that I've heard a lot about. So I can't not I cannot wait to discuss it, Alex. Give me your initial. Uh, give me your your take. My first take is I fucking love this movie so much. <laughs> I think watching this and then kind of just rewatching it this week reminds me why I love movies and storytelling, and gives me like that little joy of like 
this was not just a good movie. This was like this was not just a good horror movie. This was a good movie. Period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is like in recent memory. This is probably one of the best movies I've seen. Mm-hmm. Not just horror movies. It was just like not knowing anything other than a double booked Airbnb was perfect. Like I went in completely blind, and it was the best roller coaster ride I've had in a long time and i think because i watched it with a friend watching it with someone else watching a horror movie with someone else made it like an extra fun experience for me mm. yeah it Got was a question. just yeah what was it like in the theater when you watched it like with other people there wasn't a lot of people uh, okay. i think there were maybe like five groups of people okay including us so right. i audibly yelped a few times there were some people <laughs> that did the same thing but but then like also like laughter you know yeah when when there's something fun that funny funny that happens like you know when you're in theater you hear like people laughing and that was a nice experience you know it it just mm-hmm. like while i do like watching movies by myself most of the time i think there's there's something special about watching it with you know someone else and also with other people that you don't know right you you get reassured mm. when someone else laughs after a scary part right <laughs> like there's just yeah. a, a sense like everyone's in this together but yeah there wasn't too there weren't too many people yeah, I, I was just like, this movie reminded me, in some ways, a lot of Hitchcock's Psycho. Okay, yeah, yeah. Just with, like, the abrupt cut to, like, a different character. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then, um, it was just like, it was a wild ride that I never, I, I, I could never, ever predict what was happening next, like, at all, which I loved. And anything that happened, it wasn't like, that's stupid, or... <laughs> oh, I could have seen that coming. It was like, wow, 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 at every turn. Nice. And I left I, I left this movie just wanting to talk about this movie. Yay. Yeah, so that those were my first, first thoughts. Like initial That's thoughts. That's great. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, Luke, you go next. I got to stop Wesley from doing something outside. What do you, What's he doing? I don't know what he's doing. I'm just going to check it out. Do you what but Luke has to say, though? I do. I'm not going to miss too much of it. I'm going to wait. Do, I'm going to yeah, wait. Yeah, we'll just wait. All you right, that's fine. All right. You can edit this. You got the power. <laughs> Thanks for making my job more difficult. Okay, I'll be all right. <laughs> okay, Luke, okay well, ahead. apologies to begin, but I feel like this movie has lots of threads to it, so I might get a bit rambly at parts of today, and it might start now. But first of all, this movie is such a breath of fresh air after maybe our collectively least interesting month of movies. <laughs> <laughs> so I am very... This was a great... You can call it a comeback. That's what I'll say. That's right. <laughs> we have been here for years. <laughs> yeah. This movie's really entertaining. And I was it was definitely like gripping the whole way through. I liked it. I think it was smart and it definitely was not what I was expecting. I don't know what I was expecting, literally, but it wasn't this. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have a lot of positive things to say about this movie, but I have to say at the end, I did the ending of this movie, the last bit of it, I I did have a vague sense of disappointment and I'm not exactly sure Mm, why I wasn't sure at the time because I wasn't disappointed watching the whole movie. I was, it was Mm. great. But when I started thinking about it a little bit, the first 45 minutes of this movie are like the most stressed out I've been in a movie. Maybe (laughs) like it is so tense and so, viscerally and even though Tess the lead actress is making so many bad decisions like it doesn't feel like other horror movie bad decisions Mm. it 
there's something more visceral and atmospheric about all of it. And the, the uh, uncertainty of this Keith guy and the way he's kind of weird, but maybe he's like, I, I just loved that dynamic between the two of them. And then also how once the reveal of the basement comes out, my mind is just exploding. Like, honestly, what could it be? Like, my first thought was like, oh my gosh, is this a movie about like human trafficking? Oh my that God, right? Thing, yeah. Right? Like, I thought it was just this going to be this massive scope. And the second half of the movie is like a huge palliative <laughs> to the tense, the tension of the first half. And mm-hmm. it's fun and it's like a relief. You you can like kind of decompress a little bit. The cinematography changes. It felt like Sam Raimi directed the second half of this movie. Like it became like <laughs> an Evil Dead 5 or whatever they're on now. <laughs> it's so many of the shots. Mm-hmm. Justin Long, everybody's favorite nerd, is just this horrible person. <laughs> sucks so, so much in this I movie. Didn't, so like there were so many dynamics in the second half of the movie that mm-hmm. were so different from the first. And, and that's fine. Like it, it, it wasn't a bad movie by any stretch because of that. But I think the change of tone and what the monster actually is was a bit of a letdown to me in terms okay. of like the there's three things that are kind of illogical about this plot now. Two of two of them are implausible. One of them is impossible. The two implausible <laughs> ones is like, yes, OK, they're in Detroit so, and it's nobody's there. But like, how the fuck? did this one guy build all these tunnels? And number two, where is all the dirt? Like, how did nobody know that this was happening? He Shawshanked it. He just brought it up a bit at a time. With, 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 on top of that, Justin Long owns this house, and it's not like it's that secret of a basement. There's a huge mm-hmm. rope coming out of the wall. He never knew about this before. Mm-hmm. So those are the two, like, it's not impossible, but it's implausible that that happened. And then... I'm not an expert on incest. And, uh, and, and you don't uh, care who knows it. <laughs> I don't care who knows. But the little I do know that, especially over several generations of very direct incest, it usually weakens the body and uh, doesn't have great genetic output. And somehow this mother, who is how many generations of incest, is stronger, faster, and just... And like hotter, a, don't forget and that. super, <laughs> superhuman, somehow. Like, she could just rip people apart with her bare hands. Yep. I don't know where she's getting the nutrients. She's certainly not getting any sunlight. No. Nope. Like, how the <laughs> fuck is this possible? So, right. the, the spectacle okay. of the movie is amazing, mm-hmm. right? I will say that. The spectacle of this, the mystery, the, then the acting. Like, every... This is a great movie, but I'll say this. Yeah. I think as a horror movie, it is a bit of a disappointment. Okay, in the, that's in fair. the end for me, but I still really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree with agree with almost all of what you said because yeah, they're, they're, this movie is so wild. You watch it; it's such a ride, and it's so much like you you can't predict what's going to happen next. You're just like along for the ride, and when you reflect on it, you start to, of course, pick apart the things. Yeah, I wanted I wanted what it was to be different, and that's stupid because it's like. Mm-hmm. write your own goddamn movie Luke right but it's like yeah. you wanted more I elephants it, right I, I thought elephants. it was I, I did I thought it was gonna be like a little bit more of insidious humans than mm. what it ended up being which is fine right. it was still great and it was creepy man those hallway scenes are great 
it's so so creepy and so great but yeah it's like it's so tense the ride it takes you on is unrelenting and i actually uh, i said this while i was watching it that this movie feels like it's its own trilogy like you could have the part with tess in the airbnb like she gets taken and she's in the pit and then that's like a bleak ending of a movie or maybe it's like a, th- a three-part miniseries right and then there's like the sequel later is when justin long comes out and then there's his whole deal and then there's like a prequel where it goes back in time and that could have been a whole like entire movie on its own about a man who's abducting women and like doing horrible things to them like all of these things were their own story almost and yes the ending of it is very silly alex you mentioned that there's like you couldn't predict anything but there's like the ending in the water tower when the guy is like literally being like she's never once got it here i was like and she's gonna break through oh she already broke through the wall like yeah it's like literally the second (laughs) it was like a screwball comedy (laughs) yeah it was it was it was so funny there was so many like moments where i laughed it was such a i i especially really liked the the the, I'm not, and this is a exaggerated difference to like the opposite opposite extremes of all but just like how the characters of Tess and AJ react to the same situation like just speaks so much to how like not to like put it in like strict gender binary lines but like how men and women view situations that are dangerous like Tess is on guard like the highest red flags you could have in this thing where there's like a a strange man in this airbnb she booked she thinks something's up the door is locked she doesn't drink the tea that he gives her he's you know he's trying to like self-correct and it's making it worse and like it's just like tensing her out and you're just like oh my god and like she lets her guard down and, and she's she lets her guard down a little bit but you can still say she's like wary whereas justin long comes in here and he's like okay i gotta sell this yeah this house an extra basement hell yeah can i like claim this as extra square footage and he's just like laughing as he's measuring down these steps where it's like buddy <laughs> be aware of like the situation i, I, <laughs> then, I yeah i must protest i think that's not necessarily a man thing because mm. that whole time i was like no 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 i would not do that's mm. danger no way <laughs> just to clarify my point a little bit it's not like you know, it's, it's. I'm not like saying like, yeah, men don't like pay attention and stuff. But there are stories out where it's like, mm. how safe do you feel going outside at night for a walk or walking downtown by yourself? A lot of guys, more more guys than women, are gonna be like, I feel okay totally. doing that, right? Whereas like a woman on her own, like there's just there's so much like danger to it, and like the way it's society has worked for that, it's like the the odds are definitely against people like that and so like mm-hmm. yes that's why i say it's like it's totally pulled to the like highest extreme and you know she is with aj and yeah just i just i love seeing justin long be such a like asshole because you're like that's the guy from the mac ads he's so cool and like and, chill and, and then he's just like, like stereo like typecast as just the lovable nerd you know yeah. like i can never not see him in waiting or mm-hmm. in Dodgeball, or in uh, even when he was in Die Hard Four, like he was just this bumbling nerd that was so charming yeah, and funny. Just a goof. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so great. Sorry, Alex, you had a you had a point. Well, You're going. I think I think your point is not like is kind of exactly what the movie wanted people to think. Like it's not subtle at all, right? When when uh, when Tess is talking to Keith, and then they finally like she finally warms up to them, and they're having like a nice conversation because they're able mm-hmm. to relate on on you know whatever the it is documentary documentary and... and art and whatnot like she's she she goes on that kind of uh like 
semi rant about how like men just can walk in and do whatever they want and women have to be more like more cautious and like mm-hmm. gave the example of like if she was the one to arrive at the airbnb first there's no way she would have ever let keith in <laughs> yeah and then yeah like her like her dialogue in that scene is exactly the difference between when she discovers the basement and when aj discovers the basement right <laughs> I watched this movie with Danica and she was like really mad at that first like 20, 25 minutes of the movie because she's like, no woman would ever do what she's doing ever, ever, Mm. ever. Like (laughs) never would you enter this house with this strange man. Never would you go into this basement. Never, ever. And so like it was just interesting to see how even though the movie was painting it as like because Tess is a woman, she's more reticent and uh, more cautious. It was hilarious because I was saying, no, this movie's still making weight. Like, no, she's <laughs> definitely not cautious enough. What are you yeah. doing, movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it has to give her, like, it has to have her move, get into the house for the plot to progress. But exactly. yeah, it's like, it's like, no, she would probably just, like, go drive somewhere else. I, I, I go drive Find somewhere a else hotel. and, like, sleep somewhere else. Or, or but, but there was a conference in town. There's no hotel. Sleep, in your, sleep in your car. <laughs> sleep in your car, yeah. It's, it's just, it's just yeah. It's all worth it. It's so silly and i i think like that whole opening scene with keith is so well done because he is like he's trying not to be creepy and he knows that like stuff he can do can come off as creepy and so he's trying but that makes him like more creepy almost is that like uh, the, it, the whole thing with and the it's teeth. bill skarsgård he's like perfect for that kind of role because he's so charming he's so mm-hmm. handsome but he's like there's something about him it's like Probably not, but you could be a serial killer. He's yeah. clowning around. He's clowning yeah, around. around. <laughs> That's and I love that. That is the fact that it's like you're primed to think this guy's bad because it's Bill Skarsgård. And who yeah. else was Bill Skarsgård? He was Pennywise. So and maybe he's Pennywise. Yeah, even like, a it's little just... bit nerdier. He was um one of the like he was like basic. I think he was a demon or Satan in the Castle Rock TV show. So oh yeah, who was wasn't there a Skarsgård in the Stand too? Was he? Was that? Yeah, Alex? that was that was. Um, I think that's his older brother, Alexander. Mm-hmm. Mm. Anyway, his dad is in Andor. Hooray! Stellan show. It's a Stellan show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like just the whole the whole Keith scene where you're like, yeah, something's up with Keith. What's he doing? What's he? What's he? What's going to happen? I'm watching a horror movie. Keith is going to be the bad guy and it just takes your expectations and literally bashes it against the wall. But it was like, but it was too obvious that he was the bad guy. So I was like he's not the bad guy. There's no way. This is like too set up, right? This is just there's there's too much acclaim for this movie for just it to be Keith is there to lure her and then to hurt her. Right. Like that's too simple. Hmm. Yeah. That's, but he, yeah, that's he did his he acted his way into making me almost think he was the best. Yeah, like I I like had really un I really felt uncomfortable like when Tess was interacting with Keith for most of the movie. But mm-hmm. like just yeah, it, it was too obvious that he was like the bad guy, so I never thought he was, but he did a really good job at selling it, and it mm-hmm. wasn't actually until he died like I wasn't expecting him to die, like in the middle of yeah. the movie. That was it. That was a big surprise. That was the big psycho twist where you think it's yeah. going to be the one, like the one girl the whole time. And then it's just like immediately. Bam, somebody we're else. switching to Justin Long now and he's driving on a highway in California. Yeah. Well, well, before we go on to the Justin Long of it all, the one thing I'll say more about Bill Skarsgård is I, I just like the way he when she finds the, the basement, she finds a horrible basement. She dominoes fall she's she has the keys so he's locked out of the house and she has left the keys on the table she's locked into the basement somehow and it's just like oh my god what a crazy circumstance and then she finds the like nightmare 
you know, bed with the video camera and the bucket. And he's like, I want he's she's telling him all this. And he's like, I want to believe you, but I haven't seen what you've seen. And it's just hard for me. So he like wants to check it out. I just I don't know. I just thought that was believable where it's like, yes, you should believe people. But there's still a desire to be like, I kind of need to see this for myself. And yeah, he maybe he should have just believed her and just like gotten the fuck out of there. And just like they could have both been fine. And it ultimately cost him his brains. That's like the whole, again, the first 45 minutes of this movie is so tight and well-written because he goes down, he looks, he finds this secondary tunnel. We don't know if the mother has pulled him down or if he's just gone to search, but like it's, mm-hmm. it's still so unclear right to the, right almost until just before he dies, what he's doing, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's, he could be luring her down into this. Exactly. Yeah. But Maybe he's just curious, but like, what the fuck? Why would you go down there? Like, there's just no reason to go do that without yeah. a gun at the very least. Yeah. Although that turns out to be not as useful as we might hope <laughs> in the in the next part uh, of it. Um, so, but see, like all of that, like the tension, the uncertainty. Uh, what was the other movie where we did where it was like, oh, like Get Out. It's exactly like Get Out where Chris... There's like more than one way to interpret what the family is doing and saying to Chris mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. Get Out, right? And like the principle of charity is like you try to like interpret the best version of something or like the least in indicting of someone's character. Maybe it was a mistake. Maybe he's just awkward, right? Like there's all of these things that mm-hmm. and now he's down in a tunnel. Like, do I have to help him? There's nobody around here. And all of that tension and that stress and these like emergent new plot points of a basement dungeon, like, oh man, is this movie going to be about snuff films? Is this movie going to be about human trafficking? Is this movie going to be about sex trafficking, which is part of, you know, like when you see those cages down there, I'm just like, oh, this is so, (laughs) and I, again, I I just like, I wanted that movie, Mm, you know, like I wanted that movie. So hopefully that will be the Barbarian 2 rise of the <laughs> human traffickers or something like that. Yes, yes. <laughs> and but but see like that was so tight. All of that writing was so tight. And I don't know. Like I yeah. could have I could have just watched forty five minutes of this movie and felt like I'd watched a great movie. That's such yeah to your point of like how it's like a trilogy. Cause I it's, it's I can't overemphasize how fucking stressful the first forty five minutes of this movie <laughs> yeah, is. No. Like you just you're uncomfortable you are like crawling out of your skin mm-hmm. with yeah. Stop it, Tess. Stop it. <laughs> Just go get out of there. Get and then like the fuck yeah. out. <laughs> you're you're mad at everybody else for like not helping her. Like she tries to talk to the cops. They're bad. She goes to that interview. She has an interview in town, and she's like, "Oh, I'm staying at an Airbnb in Brightmoor." And the lady's like, "Brightmoor? Why would you be there?" And it's just like, "Oh, you could have said something. You could have said anything and prevented it instead of just being like, well." I guess everyone can make their own choices. And it's like, no, if you know that there's rumors, even if there's like crazy rumors about like a monster there, you still tell them. Like you still tell the mm. person. You you wouldn't just be like, eh, 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 I'll call you tomorrow, I guess. <laughs> like, it's just <laughs> wild. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there are, like I mentioned at the top, parts of this movie that do stretch belief and logic a little bit. <laughs> All right. So anything else for... The sort of rainy night Tess and Keith part of the movie that you want to talk about before we talk about Justin Long and his whole deal. Everything about that was just like there's just parts of it that make make you scared when it's a seemingly very normal thing. Right. 
Like when mm. she goes into Keith's bedroom right at the start and she mm-hmm. finds his his like ID and she looks at it to see like what his name is and and just like something as simple as like your driver's license picture, right? Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to smile in those pictures. You're supposed to look very serious and yeah. deadpan. But when you look at Bill Skarsgård's picture on his ID, it just looked like it's a normal ID, but in under the circumstance of this is a really weird guy and I'm alone with him and I don't know what to expect. Just that his, the picture of him looking on like looking like any other driver's license photo is like, wow, he looks really creepy there, right? But it's also like, yeah, is it creepy? Is it going to be a different person? Is his name not going to lie? Who's Keith? And then it's just like, oh, no, his name is Keith. It lines up. You're like, yeah, oh, I don't know. What, should I be... <laughs> on guard like yeah. you're, you're off balance you're, you're yeah. in her shoes right like you yeah. the audience is in her shoes for what she's experiencing and i i loved that nighttime scene where she yeah. wakes up and her door's open and keith is kind of having oh. some sort of nightmare mm-hmm. because as far as she's concerned the only other person around who could have opened her door is keith is him is he yeah. sleepwalking although parenthetical here i guess the mother did that like so she came up into the house at some point in the night and just left them there why why wouldn't she grab them and bring them down i don't know that's her mandate yeah that maybe she's like oh it's sleeping i don't want i don't want to wake up a baby i guess yeah Yeah. you can't wake up a baby that's (laughs) terrible (laughs) right okay Uh, so (laughs) but so she's like unnerved yeah she gets up tries to wake up keith does and like he's obviously on the defensive and scared because that's a really fucking crazy. So it's like it's just so unnerving. I there's there's a better, more visceral word for it, but she's now mm. like the bad guy. She's scared, yeah. right? She's doesn't know what's happening. Why is her door open? But she's the one who was an asshole to Keith by waking she him, up him up and, yeah. and, and like, by and like what, what are you doing? I'm so sorry. So it's like I felt. I just feel the disjoint, like how mentally difficult and disjointed it is to be like feeling like you're in danger, but you're also having to be the one apologizing for what you're doing. And just like that kind of level of stress is so well captured by the acting Mm -hmm. of, was her name Georgina Campbell? She did. She was so good in taking all of this seriously, but not knowing what to, like such great get out vibes in the first half with all of those scenes like keith insisting on her drinking tea is Mm -hmm. it because he's socially awkward or is it because he's a fucking rapist like we don't know right like (laughs) yeah i wanted to open the wine but i wanted you to see because maybe you think i drug it or so it's like yeah fucking dude like just don't have the wine Yes. Just Get over this. Don't have this, have is, this is you don't need to have, you just met this person. It's a completely absurd situation where if you thought about it for one second, she's gonna be terrified of anything mm-hmm. you do. So just be the most chill version of yourself you possibly could be <laughs> if you're not, you know, said rapist. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. <laughs> you know? And so just his acting of being I don't even know. Social social awkwardness was the true yeah. horror all along. Like he <laughs> was guy. so bad. He was yeah. so so bad at calming her down just by his way of being. He was the he was the hundred percent wrong person to be in this mix up with her because he could if he was more aggressive, she would have been gone long ago. Mm-hmm. You know, but he's yeah, just yeah. in this uncanny valley of yeah. nice but weird that you're just. Yeah. Oh, not sitting right in your skin that whole time. Well, and there's like 
you know, they, they set that up with, like, uh, you know, you said you, you can get into Georgina's shoes really well. Well, Tess. Uh, yeah, Tess's shoes really well. <laughs> where, pardon me, where they have some sort of cue that she's either out of a relationship or she has someone she doesn't want to talk to. Where she gets Marcus. there, she's getting a call from somebody <laughs> named Marcus. We never hear a Marcus. She hangs up the call. So it's like her, oh, this guy's kind of cute. I might want to talk to him is warring with a like, this is a stranger who I just met. And it's a really <laughs> fucking weird situation. But everything he's saying does line up and it's okay. It like it all matches, so it's maybe not that weird, but maybe he's you know she's like going around in circles thinking about it all over the place, and just it, yeah, it just makes it so. I have a question. Intense. Yeah, go do ahead. Airbnbs get double booked all the time, or is this? Well, like... she booked it on Airbnb, and he booked it on Home Away or something. Like it was two. It was like a, a the two apps like had a misconnect or a misdiscussion. Often, probably not zero times. Hmm. Airbnb is just like kind of fucking garbage now. Like it used to be oh, yeah. a nice convenient thing. It's just like it's not... trash now. Yeah, it's a fun story. When I went to Hong Kong with a few of my friends, we booked an Airbnb and it like we showed up and it was zero percent of the picture that was advertised. It was pretty much like a closet, <laughs> oh, no. and we're like, we can't stay here. <laughs> yeah, so we had to go find a new place. But yeah, did you find like, a secret the secret basement closet though? Like maybe that's no, what that was. we we didn't go in. We just left. <laughs> <laughs> okay. See there you go. Yeah, yeah. I just I love how the whole first forty minutes just plays to your emotions so well. Of how at least it's how I would feel about a situation. It's not necessarily what I would do, but it's how I would feel. Right? Like I was so like the so uncomfortable for all of the tests, Keith interaction until they relate to the part of oh i've watched that documentary before yeah mm -hmm. like on the roof the rooftop and like the kids and whatever and like that was the first time that tess felt relief some relief because she's like oh like this guy's not fucking with me he actually has mm -hmm. seen this movie and mm -hmm. he is like like a prominent member of the whatever arts collective and then like when when that kind of interaction happened i felt a little bit of relief just like tess did because mm -hmm. it's like, oh, okay, like, I'm feeling a little bit more comfortable with Keith now. And then, like, you know, at the night, the, her door swings open and she sees him, like, there. And it's like, seemingly, he's the only one that could have opened her door. I was uncomfortable again. When she gets locked in the basement and she's terrified and she's trying to get out. But then finally, like, Keith comes to the front door and she's smacking on the window. I'm like, oh, thank God Keith's here, right? Like, yeah, thank it God. Just, like, it just makes me, like, anytime I was supposed to feel uncomfortable with Keith. Tess felt uncomfortable with Keith. Anytime mm -hmm. Tess felt comfortable with Keith, I felt comfortable with Keith, right? And, like, that dynamic played really well, and it was, like, really good acting and writing that makes you feel, like, flip-flop between those two kinds of emotions. Absolutely. And and one final thing with Georgina Campbell. Fucking great American accent. Good job. You did it. Same with Bill Skarsgård. Teach Cole. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like, because she's got a British accent. I've listened to podcast mm -hmm. interviews with her, and she's got a english accent and she did a good job she was in a pretty famous episode of black mirror hang the dj oh she was the female oh. lead in hang the dj what, which one's hang the dj i've seen all the black mirror episodes but i can't remember that one it's the one where they're like on a date and then <gasps> they realize that it's like what what I, I can't remember exactly but like it's been a setup of like mm. they're in a simulation of a date to yes, see yes, if yes, yeah. it's like worth going on a real date <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. yeah so it's like a app matchup, and they simulate yeah. your consciousness into a date so that you can see if it will be worth it or not. Is that the one? If you like, look at how much time you have left. It like, you know, 
you you see like when the relationship ends and he looks and it like it goes from like 90 years or whatever to like six weeks yeah five days yeah. and he's like oh yeah, no yeah, yeah. yeah oh yeah, yeah, cool yeah, yeah that's that a good one. episode of black mirror okay so the justin long and short of it all <laughs> i just thought he played a sleazy actor who's embroiled in allegations so well like he embodies this shitty dude who is accused of some sexual misconduct on set and his whole goal is to oh this is bad for me specifically this is bad for me and my career and it shows like remorse to the extent that like it affects him but nothing like nothing to the person who brought forth these allegations and i was just like man good job justin long because He's such a sweet nerd in other things that I don't expect this from him. You know, I like I don't know if he's ever been a villain, really. Right. Like, I expect Bill Skarsgård to be a weird freak because he's played that and he's a nice guy. I expect Justin Long to be a hapless dweeb and he's the opposite of that. So it's just like, ah, <laughs> uh, well done, this movie. <laughs> yeah, great casting. Definitely great yeah. casting. Spoilers, but like, it comes just Tin Long after the uh the scariest part of my move of the movie for me right mm, okay yep but then immediately after this terrifying scene and sequence of bill skarsgård just getting brutally like his head smashed against a wall mm-hmm. it just cuts to fucking justin long <laughs> singing like, in his car <laughs> singing in his car and then like, like a beach highway in a convertible yeah yeah it, it, i was like Am I watching a different movie now? What's going on? <laughs> Did I push a button? What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> but then also just like you, Luke, I, I, because I was just so like tense and I could only focus on immediately what was happening in front of me. I completely, like I did know of it, but I completely forgot that Justin Long was in this movie yeah. until that showed up. I was like, oh, right. He's in this movie. Oh, I get, well, what's happening now? This a late weird. entrance. A late entrance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's just like, I, re- I thought it was just like a really kind of nice palate cleanser to like get you back on ground level after like having a heart rate of like i don't know 180 or whatever Mm -hmm. it just like helped me kind of reset and be like okay like okay this is this is an interesting kind of funny subplot i guess oh this guy's kind of shitty he's pretty douchey it's like (laughs) huh what does he have to do with this movie and then you finally realize he's the owner of the house right yeah so it was i thought it was just a really clever way to tie in a new character and mm-hmm. to like have lots of just lots of comic relief in an otherwise really tense movie. And mm-hmm. I don't know if either of you realize this, but the writer and director of this movie, Zach Kreger. Yeah. He's part of Whitest Kids You Know. Mm-hmm. So like that Which comedy is... group. Yeah. Like when I was talking with my friends, I was like, so like, you know, we, we have a uh, Jordan Peele who with Key and Peele became this really well-known <laughs> horror guy. And now we have yeah. Zach Kreger, which is like the next generation of comedy troupe, which is sure. whitest kids you know. So we're like, okay, what's the next generation of like, what's what's comedy now? And we're like, <laughs> we're like maybe some YouTubers, maybe miss some TikTokers, yep. you know, they're going to be like in, in 15, 20 years, they're going to be <laughs> the next like horror movie pioneers of like comedy to horror. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, the yes. Letterkenny guys are going to start making yeah, yeah, yeah. horror movies. <laughs> So yeah, so I just, I really liked the kind of reset and comedy bits, but it didn't feel forced or out of place because like once he actually gets integrated fully to the first 40 minutes, like he gets in the house and then you see him be scared as well. And he meets up with Tess, really unique kind of storytelling. And I thought really great Mm -hmm. writing and I thought it was done really well to have Justin Long 
Yeah, I can't I can't think of another movie that's had this sort of pacing that we've done that has worked in such a way because the cuts should be jarring, but they're 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 jarring and relieving in a way. And like you said, mm-hmm. his entrance comes right after Bill Skarsgård gets his head bashed into pieces and he's singing the goofiest song you can imagine that I could get the rights to. And you're just like, <laughs> all right, all right, I'm back on board. And it was very funny because I knew... I knew Justin Long was in it, and I I knew he wasn't showing up until the end. But like all Kelly knew was that Justin Long was in it. So for that first forty minute, forty minutes, she's like, "Where's Justin Long? Is he coming in now? Is he in the house? No, that's a different person. Is he chasing her down the street? No, that's a different person." <laughs> and then it like finally cuts to the car. She's like, "Oh, here he is." <laughs> it's just like so because it's, it's very heavily advertised as being like a Justin Long, not a Justin Long movie. I think Georgina Campbell is like the one who is like on the most posters, but it's all it's like. And Justin Long is in it, so yeah. I think I think like after I watched the movie, I watched the trailer, mm-hmm. and there's like maybe one quick shot of Justin Long's face. But like if you watch the trailer, like it, it's just that's just how this movie was so tense. Like you just don't think about that Justin Long's in it if unless you mm-hmm. actively know that he's in it and you're not waiting yep. for him to show up until yep. until you see him, right? Yeah, and. I think on a technical side of this movie, I really appreciated this like shoestring budget they were on by having almost all of his scenes with, I think, the exception of like he meets his friend back in Detroit and he has a he has an office meeting with his like wealth manager. Right. And everything else is just him on the phone with people. So it's like you don't have to get you don't have to pay more actors to come and you don't have to worry about hair and makeup and costuming and all that for them. And it's just like a really creative way to stay within this like teeny tiny movie budget is having him have this like plot unveiled and and sometimes we have movies where it's like oh you're telling us instead of showing us that's not good storytelling but this was done in a way that it felt very real right it felt like he's an actor he's always on the phone he's talking to his manager he's talking to his team he's gonna be on the phone a lot it doesn't feel out of place or cheap or like you couldn't book a set or something i don't know a ton about making movies but like I, i i like to think that i can notice when people are working well within a box that they they're you know constrained to and i think zach greggers did a great job with all of his scenes Mm. what did you think about him luke well it it had a black mirror element to it too where and i think this is more because of who they cast for this role him being this lovable dweeb but it's like my first reaction to him like losing all this shit or like you know losing his job and having these allegations and like everyone abandoning him. Like I felt a little, maybe this is not good, but I felt a little bit of sympathy for him. I was like, Oh shit, dude, you're just losing. And then it's like revealed that these allegations are true more Mm -hmm. probably. And that he's actually a horrible person. And it's, it's a similar reveal to the white bear episode of black mirror, where you're following this poor woman getting just, totally um terrified by all these local people in masks and you're like feeling so much mm-hmm. pity for her and then you find out she like kills kids so that's why yeah that's right <laughs> it's the power of like following a character you start to empathize with them even if they're the bad guy right like that's such a mm-hmm. clever trick of our psychologies to exploit yeah. in storytelling and this movie does that in a minor key really well i think with his character mm-hmm. where they it's like okay he's very funny like I was laughing, it is a palate cleanser. <laughs> I I brought it up before. I can't believe he didn't know about this in his house before. Like this is mm. just it's it point. just it's so so mind boggling, bogglingly, 
That's a hard word. Bog, bogglingly. Bogglingly. <laughs> Unbelievable. I'm leaving it all in. <laughs> yeah. That this giant ass rope is coming out of the wall of the basement. It's like a foot and a half long. The most noticeable thing. And he's mm-hmm. never known about this before. Especially if he's so like litigious and making sure he has money from this house. Like I just Yes, he's a bumbling idiot. He's self-absorbed. Okay, fine. It's just the implausibility that he has never seen this in his own basement before. Well, okay, it's, so it's hang like on. Too, like, uh, it's a big pill to swallow yeah. for this story. Okay, okay, okay. Let me try to, I don't know, give you a glass of water to help that pill down. But okay. like the way I read it is he is such like a, you know, he's like a, a shitty actor who's just like, I got lots of money. And somebody is like, hey, you know what would be great? invest in some real estate and that money will turn into more money and he's like hell yeah let's do it i'm gonna call this bonnie person and he's gonna be like here is money buy me houses and sell them and then Mm, give me the give me the rents and like so that's more plausible it it feels like in that scene in the wealth management where he's talking about like well you've got the michigan properties and he's like michigan properties so it just sort of feels like the, the the probability of him just like having like thrown some money from a movie or whatever at somebody to like mm. turn that into more money through Airbnb. That softened it for me where I was like, oh, well, of course he's maybe he just like didn't know that he was buying these. Cause it seemed mm. like he didn't know this was there, even though maybe he was from there. I think his parents were. Well, that's, that's what Michigan. made it yeah. like a little bit more like I thought he had lived mm-hmm. in this house because he was from Detroit. Right. So <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't, th- I didn't think of that, but I did. Luke, have you seen the neighborhood? Nobody's lived in that house for years. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's pretty well maintained. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, the right? maids. The maids come. Yeah, the maids, maids never notice this giant ass rope coming out of the basement wall. Like, how does like it just? There was enough people who had been in this house before yeah. that it's never been brought up. Yes. Yeah. To anyone, it, it, it stretches belief a little bit, but so that. But again, they paint him as this bumbling, but actually kind of like actually uh, villainous predator. Yeah. Who, yeah, I mean, it was funny. It became like, like I said, it's like a little bit of a screwball comedy with him mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, here's your, here's your rescuer test. This is the well, person who comes to your rescue. There's just so many like up and downs with his character, right? Like, you know, at the start of the movie, like he loses his job. He has these allegations against him and it's like very cancel culture, modern times kind of thing, which, you know, it, it has real life consequences uh, for sure. for somebody. And then he's talking to, you know, he's talking to his lawyer. He's like, like, and he's like, like, I'm selling shit. And, and his lawyer's like, you shouldn't have left the state. It's like, why am I under arrest? And then it's like, uh, like this guy seems kind of like abrasive and whatever and then he's talking to his mom on the phone and or like when he talks to airbnb person on the phone he's like really rude and like oh, okay i don't like him very much and he's talking to his mom and he's like oh this is kind of a dick right? hangs like, up on her it, yeah hangs up on her when he's hanging out with his friend it's like he's pretty much admitting yeah i raped her and like yeah okay yeah. this guy's a piece of shit and then he <laughs> yeah. calls her when he's drunk on the phone it's like oh i'm sorry blah, blah, blah. and then it's like when you finally get him integrated to the main part of the story when he's in the the tunnels and he's like captured and it's like yeah, you do feel bad for him. And then you, he, he teams up with Tess and you're like, okay, like he's kind of a shitty person, but like he's he's kind of, he's an ally at the moment because he bumps into Tess and Tess is trying mm-hmm. to save him. And and then he accidentally shoots Tess, right? Which is like, yeah. oh, okay, like you fucking idiot. But then like he, he does try and help her out and he's carrying her out and he's like looking after her. And then- Well, even admits it to the- the hobo guy right like yeah like i heard her and then she's like it's okay it's an accident trying to be a good person 
yeah, he's like, I may, I'm, maybe I'm just a bad person or a good person that did a bad thing. And it's like, oh, like, okay, okay, like, yeah, you're really, you're a really shitty person, and you you should face your consequences. But maybe you're getting some understanding and some empathy, and you're having an epith- epiphany on like what you should mm-hmm. be doing and how you can correct your life. And then he fucking throws her off the water tower, and then you're like, no, this guy's just a fucking like just fucking irredeemable. The and then he he comes down, and he's like, oh, and he's like trying to help her up, and he's like, okay, like at this point we're like. I hope this guy dies, and then he dies, and it's like, okay, like, justice and has been fucking served. Yeah. I have to say that his death has to be an homage to Jeepers Creepers. Oh, gotta be. Because yeah. he just his eyes. Yeah. puts his eyes out. It's yeah. great. It was like, so oh, crazy. man. Yeah, his other famous horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the guy he is in this movie. He's apologetic when other people who don't have an opinion of him are around right like when he's with his like buddy at the bar you know he's kind of admitting it but he's like couching it in a way that makes him look like yeah you know it wasn't that bad or whatever and you're just like okay and and, like when he calls her drunk his apology is so like thin and weak and it's not like i'm sorry i did this to you i'm sorry this happened he's like i'm sorry if you thought i did this right it's like he's 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 doing that shitty apology that turns it around onto the other person like people who say something offensive and then be like oh sorry if you got offended that you can't handle my joke it's just like that's not that's not an apology and like that happens so often when when people get caught doing something and you know it's it's like a human thing you you want to avoid embarrassment you want to avoid like the negative consequences of actions so you get defensive and turn it around and when he's doing that scene and he's in the water tower with the hobo and Tess is there and he's like yeah i shot her by accident i did something bad am i a bad person or am i just like a, am i a good person who did a bad thing it it felt like he was performing for this other guy like it didn't feel like he was sincerely considering his actions to me it felt like he was just like oh this guy doesn't know so i'm gonna try to like spin him spin the story so it like makes Mm. me look good and just like he just played that like uh just like fucking own your actions man and then like there's a scene when he throws her off the water tower before he dies and he's picking her up what he's saying to her is he's like i'm saving you i'm saving you so it's like tess i like yes i threw you off the water tower uh, you know, but I did it but for I'm, you. <laughs> I'm saving you now, and also you started sliding, and also I didn't really push you that hard, and like you know, he's just like, like you know, he's just like, oh, it's like no, you pushed a human being off, like you abandoned her, you were willing to sacrifice her. By the for way, you, the person who came back for you, that's who you're hurting, <laughs> and that's the and that shows the difference because Tess is like she's gonna go back, she shouldn't go back, she should save herself, she should be selfish, and she doesn't, and it gets her more hurt. And Justin Long is like, I will say. If we make it out together, great. I'll look like a hero. Re- like Reputation rehabilitated. It's always like he's never thinking like, oh, this is a life or death situation where another human is in peril. I need to save them. He's thinking like, if I save this person, that legal trouble goes away because I'm a hero now. And it's just like, I don't know. It's just so so masterfully done by Justin Long. Like Oscar for Justin. I don't know. Like he, yeah. <laughs> he totally. did such a great job. Yeah. Agreed. Again, a juxtaposition between their reactions to when Tess is in the house and she sees other people's stuff and how like scared she is. And then when he goes into that house and he's like, what the fuck? Just There's opens her laptop, house. types in a password, <laughs> it doesn't log in, he fucking throws it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. The, I was like, oh, he's he's severing ties with Apple for sure. It's not the main point of the movie, but there's obviously a few social insights in this movie. And one of them is entitlement. Mm. right like 
this absolutely this satire isn't exactly the right word for no. what it's doing for some of these themes but one of the the the, the showing of his entitlement uh like no, he's the kind of person who's like, no, you shouldn't throw computers, but it's not mine, so I can do it. You know, yeah. like he he's just so, so fucking entitled. And it reminds yeah. me, I have this searing memory when I was in university, I was maybe in third or fourth year, and I was having a meeting with one of the residence administration higher ups because I was in student leadership. So I was meeting someone and this first year walks in. So it's this like eight, fresh 18 year old coming in and at the front desk screaming at an adult who's, I don't know, in her 40s about her dorm room, like screaming at this person. Like, I don't have this. I don't have that. What the fuck do I pay my money for? You know, it's like, but just like the attitude that it's okay to have the rules of life not apply to you because you're you is like Mm -hmm. the most (laughs) egregious social transgression you could ever come up with it's like the thing i most try to teach out of children mm-hmm. it's like i want this because i'm me but if they do it i'm mad but i want to do it because i'm me you know like mm-hmm. it's just the ego and the un the unreflected ego behind his entitlement in this is so loathsome so yeah. so <laughs> loathsome but the movie does a good job of making you not really think about that while it's happening because of the um comedic tone that it takes mm-hmm. you're kind of laughing at him because of his bumblingness that yeah. you don't immediately grasp how horrible he is as a person and <laughs> that's like one of the satisfying things of this film actually it does kind of undermine the horror of it though which is fine again it, it's just yeah. like you know, I'm trying to put on my Ebert and Siskel hat too, not just my fan hat of this, mm-hmm, this film. Sure. It's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think this movie, it tried to do a little bit too much maybe with yeah, okay. all of its thoughts, which are cool and ambitious, but it definitely hit that theme of entitlement right on the money. Mm-hmm. It was so yeah. good. And it was, it was okay that he's not actually a believable character like he's just a little bit beyond some sort of overton he's window parody, what I could yeah except as a true hollywood asshole like maybe there are hollywood <laughs> assholes like him to that degree i'm not ruling it out but it's like you exaggerate to make points that are true even if not all the points are true in one person kind of thing right mm. and uh it, it was yeah he's fucking measuring taping his <laughs> tunnels these are obviously dungeons who just long who the fuck do you think made these tunnels do you think they were making them so that you could have more money like his his inability to comprehend anything about this situation yeah is i don't even know the right i don't know the right word for it yeah it's like yeah god damn it man it's so funny when he finds the bedroom because he finds the bedroom with the camera and he looks like there's a, a I think there's a shot of him like reacting. He's like, oh my God. And then it's like a hard cut to, can you list square footage in basements? And he's like, he's annoyed that you can't or that it's not a cut and but dry But there's answer. a loophole. There is there's a loophole. loophole. And he's like, mm, okay. And it's it's just like, the, he doesn't really process the fact that this is a disgusting bed that's like a horrible mattress. Blood on with the a bucket, wall. A blood, blood on the print. walls. Yeah, a camera. Until he sits down on the mattress without thinking. And then he's like, oh, ew, gross. Like, my pants are dirty now. And it's like, ew. dude, no. That's the least thing you should be fucking concerned about. <laughs> so funny. So, Millennials, and it, and it, am I right? 
Yeah, fucking fucking millennials. <laughs> fucking millennials. Just yeah, and then <laughs> he doesn't when does he actually get scared? I think he doesn't get scared until he like he sees the video with the breastfeeding tape and he's like, oh, that's weird. But then he it's like not get scared till he sees the mother. Oh, until he sees the mother. But does he doesn't he find the the dad's room? No, that's he, after. He, no, he that's gets after. Oh, that's after. Right. Oh, right, 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 right. Because he gets cuts out his of arm the with that stupid little knife he brought. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stupid knife. Okay. Speaking of the the pit and the bunker room with the dad and stuff, the third movie in this movie. Where there's <laughs> there's been a serial killer and serial rapist and serial Whatever. incest guy for decades in Detroit. The weird cut to like what is it the seventies or eighties? Like must be, I think must it, be I, earlier. I, it, it's supposed to be the eighties. I, I read it up. It said it's supposed to be the eighties. Yeah. Okay. Even though it looks like it could be the sixties. It could have been, yeah, sort of. It's just probably like, like a like a headline on a newspaper or like when he's on the radio, something. Well, he's got VHS tapes, like you know, he's been recording these people. It didn't look like what's he a had VHS a... tape? Yeah. Well, you didn't put your hand up, so I don't have to answer. Come on, Alex, you're not that old. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like that scene, it's so unnerving because you're like, what is happening? It's and then the camera fucking brightly colored and it's fisheye lens. Yeah, it's like a yeah. weird wonky lens and it's like very sam raimi sam raimi came in cool. for some yeah. guest directing very cool and and uh a little cameo the neighbor that that he's talking to who the guy who's moving out that's uh played by a guy named kurt brownoller who's a comedian and uh he's on the bananas podcast which mm. i'm a big fan of and i was just like cool. hey it's that guy <laughs> i'll be here for a long time yeah uh so it's always nice to see him. But yeah, so the whole reason behind what is up in this 426 Barbary house. 76. Let's talk about that. It just brings a very human element to this horror movie, right? <laughs> you know, you, I, I guess so. <laughs> right? Like, it's it's not like, it, it's not supernatural. It's not demons. I mean, okay. Like, crazy Superman incest woman aside, it's not yes. demons, it's not supernatural, it's not ghosts, it's not aliens, it's a human, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a serial killer. Yeah, I, th I think the, the flashback scene showing, I, I guess his name is Frank, how mm -hmm. he works, was great. Like, it's very compelling, very, like, oh, okay, I see some sort of impetus behind this. And the mother herself looked awesome. Was it... I, I wondered if it because it was a male actor. Is it the same guy who did like the zombie guy in Wreck? I'm wondering. Uh, no, oh, okay. it's Matthew Patrick Davis played okay. the mother. That was my first thought. Yeah, that person. Oh, I can't remember. Anyway, Julian or something is um, in American Dad as the ranch hand, <laughs> white in Shining Armor. Okay. Not very well known. Okay. I don't know any of these things. Don't know. So yeah, the mother looked great. Looked really scary. Some of the best. Mm -hmm scary scenes were when she kind of materializes in the hallway i think it happened mm -hmm. like two or three times really weird villain ultimately yeah but i do i do think the monster the mother as the monster is probably the weakest part of the film mm -hmm. in terms it's of the grossest though it's, it's the most it's disgusting it's certainly the grossest but it also adds up the least i suppose once yeah. you start to think and and it's too bad i i guess it's like 
it's again, it's a great spectacle, but there probably could have been other ways to write a slightly more believable underground dungeon basement monster than <laughs> what we ended up getting, partly because of what I said of just like the incomprehensibility of how a generational incest baby who doesn't get any sunlight and apparently has nothing to eat except her own breast milk is and like, probably all the dead women like let's be honest we never saw bodies of them so yeah again all of those things would suggest disease and atrophy not superhuman <laughs> strength fair, fair, fair. <laughs> so i just um i wonder i wonder why that was I, again i i don't really wonder because it is a kind of fucking crazy movie twist mm-hmm. but you know we talked about how some movies we love in the moment and we reflect on them and they don't they're not quite as good when we think about them or even vice versa. Like, oh, I don't know. But then when you think about, oh yeah, that's cool. That did tie into something else I hadn't thought of. Before. I, I have to say the, vil- the, the monster element of this movie for me, it, it kind of suffers from that first problem. Like the more I think yeah. about how this is happening, it's, it becomes um, much more like science fiction. Yeah. Than horror, I guess. And that's fine. Except that the, the the promise of the first half of the movie is to me very different than that. So again, this is a total taste thing. Mm-hmm. But I felt I felt a little bit let down. You don't down. like breast milk? <laughs> I felt a little bit let down by what yeah. the monster was. Yeah, because it like it's set up as this like yeah, you know, she's this very tall, scary lady and and then it kind of tries to paint her with sympathy where it's like, oh, she just wants to be a mother. She just wants a baby. And so she just has like anybody who's down here in this pit is a baby that she can nurture. And that's that's all she wants. She doesn't want to hurt anybody, even though I was going to ask Alex how he liked that loose hair coming through the grating. Oh, God. <laughs> no, I don't like that. I don't like that. Just on the bottle nipple. Ugh. Yeah, just like <laughs> it's so gross. So gross. Yeah, and so she's like grotesque and scary and pitiful, and the the bigger evil is the you know the Emperor Palpatine of this movie, if you will, yeah. is Frank, sort of like withering away in his bed. Um, you think he's dead? He'll like... show up in the ninth. The ninth oh yeah, movie. <laughs> he's, he's still there. <laughs> it just like it was. Yeah, the more I think about, it, I'm like, oh, okay, that's the reason they had like a a giant monster in the the basement. Okay, that's a choice you made. I guess that makes sense. And like, how did how did he have any food? Because he had like cans of food and like crumpled cans. Was was mother going out at night and robbing that's places and assuming, going yeah. shopping or like? <laughs> but <laughs> what's she doing? <laughs> I did yeah. like the element that showed, even though the mother was like this really strong, scary beast that she still feared Frank, right? Yes, yeah. When she when she corners Justin Long in the hallway, but mm-hmm. she sees that he's at the doorway where Frank is living, right in that room, she like backs away. Yeah, right. So it's it's yeah, it's it's really sad, you know. And then again, that points to Justin Long being like completely oblivious, where he's like, like this thing that's chasing you, that's horrible and terrifying and gigantic and stronger than you. It is scared of something behind you. Probably don't go in that direction. Like whatever, if that thing is scared, if that thing is scared of whatever's in that room, it's more than a match for you, sir. And <laughs> he goes in anyway. And then I guess, yeah, I guess just tries to be like, we're going to get you out of here. It's going to be okay. And then I didn't understand why Frank killed himself. Cause it's like, yeah. <laughs> what? Now you're ashamed. Now that AJ 
the world's shittiest person is here. You're ashamed for <laughs> killing all these women. This is yeah. this is what tipped tipped it for you. <laughs> yeah, it's very so, what? very silly. Why? <laughs> He's like, ah, I always said I would do it until I one person asked me why, and then I would feel shame. And they just nobody ever yeah. asked me. Like nobody, nobody ever asked, asked me. me. Yeah. <laughs> it was very like um, uh, what is it? The sloth murder in Seven. Like, you know, he's like in bed and you you think he's dead and then he breathes and moves and you're just like, oh, but I mean, that was that was more effectively done in seven than in this. You know what it was? There weren't enough villains because those tunnels are so elaborate and they're so long. You're just I'm left thinking, like, how the fuck did one person do this? It's impossible. It's straight up impossible that one person built these tunnels. Here's it. Here's what it is, Luke. What he did was he hired a bunch of guys from a German contracting company uh, to fly in and live in the basement and build it in secret. Killed one of them. <laughs> he killed one of them. <laughs> this is a uh, this is a yes. Better Call Saul uh, yeah, major season plot good. point, Alex. <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. I liked that. That was funny. <laughs> but it's just like you think about how much dirt he would have had to move out of there. So, oh my god, it's right? Just like, un- unfathomable that even in this like nobody lives here nobody noticed that this it would have been so loud <laughs> right like you did all that with shovels you're telling me you did that with shovels Fuck no, shovels and picks and buckets yeah <laughs> yeah maybe maybe he andy defrained it shawshank redemption just had it in his maybe. pockets and brought it out all the yeah time, but <laughs> i don't know oh hang on what's up oh okay that's fine go ahead yeah Oh, okay. Hang on. Uh, I got If you need to go to the bathroom, now's a good time. I got someone on the crockpot that I got to deal with. So oh. okay, I'll be back. I'll be back. All Apologies. Right. <clears throat> take a, my water. Take a break. It's too hot. I'm gonna take a break. It's so hot. I'm dying. <laughs> that everybody. All good. What I are you cooking? S- I got uh, a beef stew going in the slow cooker. Some little barley, potatoes. Damn, baby, you got a stew going. Yeah, I got a stew going. <laughs> oh, and my uh, my curtain fell down. Oh, Wesley. Oh, whatever. I'm going to make some hot ham water later. Ooh. <laughs> delicious with a smack of ham. <laughs> Sorry. I'll let him out if, he, if he's bad. Okay. Apologies for the the delay, but oh, always uh, always another arrested development. Are you going to leave that all that dead air in there? <laughs> Almost certainly not. I'll just cut it out. <laughs> here's a here's a arrested development parenthetical for you YouTube mostly, maybe listeners, but so uh, do you do you know the Smartless podcast? Yeah. With Jason Bateman, Will Arnett and Sean Hayes. Yeah, you've talked about it. Yeah. So one of their guests in the last couple of weeks was Tony Hale, the actor who plays Buster. And so it was nice. honestly just like an hour of great little Arrested Development stories. So if you ever want to get some just inside scoop Arrested Development stories, listen to that episode. It was so awesome. Uh, that's great. I love it. Anyway. Okay. Where were we? Babar- we were Babarian. talking about Frank. Babarian. We're talking about Barbarian. Talking about Frank in the basement. He's feeling guilty only when one person comments on it. <laughs> and then he kills himself. Uh. Um, Good riddance, huh? Good riddance, yeah. Get him out of there. It felt, it you know, honestly, like the last, 
20 minutes of this movie felt like the whole cast and crew said, fuck it, we'll do it live. There's no script for the last 20 minutes. You just have to improvise and do whatever you want. Just got to get out of here. Just go. Get out of here. Here's mother. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about the last set piece where we have our improbable hero in <laughs> our savior in Andre, the homeless man who has known about this for decades, but. Nobody listened to Andre. <laughs> Hasn't done anything about it. Uh, we hardly knew ye. I loved, I, you know, I love a spooky old man in a horror movie. Like, yeah. I love just a harbinger of doom. And you have to think that if this guy examined his social skills a little bit, he might have had more effectiveness with Tess than by mm. running full pelt down and the street. Hey, little girl. Hey, little girl. Hey, little girl. You get back here. <laughs> My God, <laughs> there were just some very, you know what? We don't think about it as much because this movie was pretty good, but there were some really poor decisions made in this film. <laughs> like, I get it. He's like, he he's he's moved by the desire to help this person. He doesn't want her to like succumb to the fate that's been going on. But like, screaming at the top why of your he, lungs. Why does he leave a note on the door? Yeah, I don't know. There's a thought for a slow Tuesday. <laughs> Jesus, uh, it's so funny. And then of course. Of course, he he says like a, a you didn't touch wood. You invoked the wrath of the gods. You said this thing could never possibly happen. In which it immediately happens. He's like, you know, they're like, what about mother? Is she going to come down here? He's like, don't worry. She's never come to the water tower in fifteen years. And then she proceeds to burst through the wall, rip his arm off, and beat him to death with it. Yeah, just Kool Aid <laughs> like, manned him. Oh, holy shit! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. And you're like, okay. And now they gotta escape up the up the top of the water tower, and Justin Long is moments away from getting his eyes gouged out. <laughs> but yeah, like that mother is so improbably strong because she's no, no I no. mean she's not even impossibly strong. Like, strong. She's a superhero. <laughs> yeah, she's like the fucking she, Hulk. <laughs> she got hit by a car into a house, survived, climbed yeah. up a water tower, jumped Fell. off of that water tower, landed. Yeah. On the cement, is road. totally fine. Not just survived. No, and totally it was also fine. like, wasn't it superhuman speed as well? Because yeah, like, like uh, AJ clearly pushes Tess like off the water tower first, and she's falling, and then somehow yeah. the mother swoops in underneath her, defying the laws <laughs> of gravity, and gets underneath Tess to like. A few of those laws were Tess defied in this film, I will say. <laughs> Maybe it's part of the MCU. That's why it's on Disney Plus. Ah. At that point, we're like, yeah, we she want, obviously, we want AJ Tess to survive. Half. <laughs> she just rips him in half. I got, mountain, right? I thought oh that was God. very, uh, the thing, gave me the thing vibes when the mm. guy's head opens up. Yeah. Even though, yeah, the mountain is a more appropriate. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that scene where she sticks her gross long fingernails into his eyes, I couldn't, I could not look at it. I saw it like start and I kind of looked at a little bit of applesauce on his face and then I was like, nope, I can't, <laughs> no, I can't be looking at that. I can't be looking at it. Oh, it's so gross. <laughs> uh, oh, it's fun to watch fun movies, though. I'll tell you what. It was an abrupt and almost anticlimactic ending mm-hmm. to an otherwise like really, really wild ride. It's like as if you're on this crazy roller coaster and then it just like it stops instantly. But you don't get whiplash. Yeah, yeah. You like you're going on these crazy turns. You turn a corner, it's just over. <laughs> yeah, <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> there we go. I guess I guess I'm I'm done. Done being on the roller coaster now. 
Okay. Well, we're done on this roller coaster, I think. What are our final thoughts? Alex Juan, any last thing you want to discuss? Yeah, I think there's just like so many little pieces of this movie that I really liked that added to just the horror aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Frank's character wasn't really developed that much, but I guess there's you don't really need to develop a serial abductor killer rapist, right? You don't really need to develop that kind of character. But like just um, like the props where uh, AJ's kind of going through his his VHS tapes and they're all labeled. That was just so like... Mm ominous and really sad because you have names of some people and then you have like gas station girl or redhead it's like won't stop crying yeah and it's like really just like fucking heartbreaking and horrifying that like you know these are real humans that are all that's left of them is a label Mm -hmm. and it's some of those these labels aren't even names so like you know just like a little prop like that i think really added to just how awful frank is yeah and then yeah yeah, like i think the sets were so great especially the basement it was just you're so claustrophobic you're so nervous the whole time when there's like a little bit of light you're like really happy to see it but then the light turns out to be this television program of Mm. how to take care of a baby and it's really like just off-putting and up like weird and then when you find out that the mother's just trying to be a be a mom and nurture her own babies it's like oh this is really weird and creepy and Mm -hmm. you know you know her boobs were probably bursting with milk (laughs) but she she obviously knew how to pump them herself like that yeah god i hope that was breast milk oh god (laughs) (laughs) yeah but yeah like just this this movie was a wild ride i loved every twist and turn of it and Mm -hmm. it was just thoroughly entertaining from start till end and yeah, just one of the more unique, I would say probably one of the most unique movies I've ever seen. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you you uh, you you touched on what it, what I was going to bring up as my scariest part of the movie, but yeah, the 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 setting of this basement and the claustrophobia is just like so great, and yeah, I'm really glad that we got another writer director. Wesley is trying to get out. Hang on, ah, right in the middle of my thought. Let's see, shut up for a second. Yeah, we got another writer-director thing. So, like, if we ever do a writer-director month, this is also off the table. So, nah. God damn it. What do you know? What do you know? <laughs> yeah. Okay, sorry. I, I gotta go get it. Wesley, hang on. Hang on. I'll let you Come on, buddy. Get out of there. Okay. There you go. Door came. Luke, a final thought. This movie is extremely entertaining. I was glued. My eyes were glued to it. Even when I, I wanted to look away, I couldn't because it was just a feast. But I do want a feature-length version of the first 45 minutes of this movie. And I do think a feature-length of what the tone and atmosphere and stress of the first 45 minutes was could be the best movie we've ever done on this podcast. Mm -hmm. I was thinking, this might be the best movie we've ever done because of this tone. So the shift away from that, fine. It's a creative choice, and it, it worked for what it is. But it definitely... I think lets down a horror movie a little bit, even though it mm. elevates a movie movie, maybe in a way. Okay. So I think yeah, it was I... like a zero sum trade off in that in that sense. Yeah. All right. Well, that's uh, scariest part of the movie. Then, Alex, you you said yours was already alluded to, but yeah, scariest part of the movie is when you first see the mother and Tess is like crawling around in you know the tunnels and Bill Sc- or Bill Scar or Keith. Keith is like 
like we can't go that way like she'll she's like she's over there and Tess is freaking out and then you just see this thing come out and it's flashing lights and then you just see Keith's head getting smashed I'm like that was really scary so I'm really really happy that they immediately swapped to Justin Long after that scene because it was like I needed that I needed that break yeah yeah. My, my poor heart could only take so much. <laughs> Your poor little heart. <laughs> yeah. For me, it's it's the just the scene of all the videotapes where you see how long this has been going on for. And you're just like, oh, my God, this guy is horrible. Because, like, yeah, the jump scares are scary. The flashing lights are scary. You see this, like, long, emaciated, but also super tall shape of the mother coming through tunnels that are cramped. It's very scary. But just, like, the fact that this is a universe with this guy has you know done something or similar to 40 or more women is just like oh my god this guy's this guy's the The real real horror was the human all along right yeah and especially just the depersonalization of them like when he didn't have names it was like dress or cried a lot or puker was one of them and i was just like oh my god this guy does not see these people as humans these are just things and this guy sucks (laughs) but he's not gonna kill himself until one person (laughs) comments on it and then contrition all the way down. All the way down. Yeah, so that's my pick for scariest part of the movie, Luke Mason. Yeah, we didn't really talk about it much. I There were some scares in it, but this actually wasn't that scary in a conventional sense. It was more stressful. And so I'm going to pick my most stressful part of the movie. Okay. And it was the first time Tess walks down the second set of stairs into the basement. <laughs> like, it's not even when she found the bed. It was when she found that second door where Keith went and she follows and it's like she's looking back, looking what should she do? She hears like Keith kind of screaming down there mm-hmm. and that and I'm like, don't you fucking do it, you idiot. <laughs> what are you fucking thinking? And then she takes a step down. And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> she's like, what the <laughs> hell, lady? And it's just like when she descended those stairs, I was just crawling like, oh, out of no. my skin with stress. Yeah. So I'm going to pick that up. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Further to that, I I liked her creative use of like getting light down the hallway with the mirror on the books and stuff, and totally like, getting it and that was great writing like, because like that's good. the kind of stuff that made Justin Long feel suspicious that something was going on down here. Mm-hmm, right. You know, he's like, "Why is like, the mirror here?" And, <laughs> yeah. Like all the stuff are still in the house. Yeah. Because he couldn't see that giant ass rope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well we got to rate it and I think we're going to rate it highly, but Alex, we got to we got to rate it out of something. There's so many things I could pick, but uh we are going to rate it out of 5 toothbrushes placed on the floor of Ooh, a bathroom. It's good. I did not like that. <laughs> okay, it's okay. like is there not is there nowhere else you could put that, Keith? Mm, just not. have your toothbrush up, just on the ground. We had yeah, to, you I had didn't to charge like it. That's really Yeah, you just had to plug it in. Yeah. Is there not another plug you can use? <laughs> Probably not. It's an older bathroom. Anyway, for the for context for the <laughs> listeners, there's a scene where his electric toothbrush is plugged in and sitting on the floor of the bathroom beside the sink instead of on the sink. So mm-hmm. we're raining out of floor bathrooms. Probably one of the safest bets. Other yeah. other other yeah. options on the table are just real gross. And <laughs> so. then I, I guess one quick question I had for the two of you. So oh, is, okay. is it safe to assume that from the end of the Tess and Keith part to when Justin Long gets to the house. It's been like a couple weeks. Yes, she yeah. says it's been a couple weeks. Okay, right. Okay. So the toothbrush has just been on the floor for a couple weeks. It's been on the floor. <laughs> All right. I, I I adore this movie. I had such a good time watching it. I, I had such a good time watching it again. Mm. I had a really good time talking about it. Great cinematic experience. 
really unique, good horror movie, good acting. I loved every part of it. It was silly. It was scary. It was stressful. It was unreasonable. It was everything. <laughs> but it was everything but bad. Like, um, So <laughs> I am going to give Barbarian five toothbrush floors out of five. Five out of five. All right. I... Is this your favorite movie we've done on the whole show? No. I, th- I still think It Follows is my favorite, but this is like... <laughs> This is there with it. Yeah, it's I there. might have not even given it follows a five out of five, but I don't care. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. I enjoyed this movie thoroughly, even though I had been spoiled. It's such a fun watch. I'm so glad a movie like this exists. You know, maybe in context of it being after sort of boring doll movies, it like is weighted highly enough or because it is in the zeitgeist right now, like it, it feels more fun doing a current movie on this podcast where it's like, hey, listeners let's talk about a movie that came out 50 or more years ago it's like that's you know it feels a little bit like Mm. you're very late to the party so it feels fun doing a movie that's current and relevant such good acting such good scripting just i've sung his praises enough you know what i'm also gonna give it a five out of five alex i'm gonna go i was gonna it was hovering around a high four but yeah god damn it i'm gonna go five on five for this one (laughs) (laughs) so luke mason yeah, very entertaining, great acting, really good cinematography, and it felt like there were like maybe two or three different <laughs> cinematographers <laughs> working oh God, at yeah. different parts of this movie. So the technical parts were pretty flawless, and the horror element was really good in the first half and waned a bit in the second half. And I think because I'm the resident curmudgeon on the podcast, <laughs> I think the shift made it a lot less scary and so being billed as a horror movie is like kind of three quarters true i would say in 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 the finality of things so i'm gonna give it four out of five toothbrushes on the floor so not a clean sweep unfortunately not a clean sweep that's all right joins the rank of some of us giving it a five out of five and (laughs) a good a good film though all all in all you should definitely watch it if you if you haven't watched it yet if you didn't watch it before listening to this episode I can't recommend it highly enough. You should absolutely watch it. Okay. Let's cheer a thing. Alex Mm. Wan. What are we cheering? What's our something to cheer this week? I mean, just a movie I watched the other day on my day off. It's so fucking stupid. It is (laughs) the dumbest movie I've ever watched. And it's not a good movie, but I just, it's one of those that just tickled my fancy in the right way. I thought it was really funny. Um, So I'm cheering the 2022 Judd Apatow movie, The Bubble. Mm, okay, I haven't heard of it. it. It's got like a huge cast, like Karen Gillan, um, Leslie Mann, Keegan-Michael Key, oh, wow. Iris Apatow. Um, and, and the story is just like, it's during it's set during the pandemic and a group of actors are put in a bubble to make a movie. Oh. <laughs> and it's so dumb. It is... Like, I, I, I personally, I don't recommend this movie because I know most people won't like it. Okay. But I just found it, like, so funny and just hit, hit me in the right spot. It's what I needed. Uh, so I'm cheering 2022's The Bubble. Ooh, okay. Awesome. I'm not selling it really well, but I'm not trying to sell it. Like, no. don't watch this movie. Okay. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, my, my cheer this week, I don't know if I've cheered it before or not but it doesn't matter but i am really 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 digging the and or tv show airing currently on disney plus by the time this has come out it'll have all been wrapped up but just the like the pacing and the like intense drama in a star wars property that like 
it just feels it just feels like a different part of the universe even though we're sitting in this realm of like just before the battle of yavin kind of time period where a lot of the properties are it's still just like so compelling and gripping mm. i wonder how one man can survive on so much cereal <laughs> that he's just every day <laughs> eating those little cocoa puffs but uh, i can't wait to see how it ends i can't wait to see how it ends cassian andor a, a very minor character from rogue one and i didn't i was like when i when they announced it i was like oh, this is just some guy well, and just like, no he was so, like the second lead in rogue one yeah yeah, yeah. but like oh, before you. before rogue one it was just like yeah, yeah. who's this person and now they're making a whole show about him and i don't know it's just it's so wonderful the the episode yeah yeah it's great i know alex hasn't watched it yet so i don't want to spoil it too much but man yeah cassian andor you know Love him. Good show. The writing is so tight and so smart, and yet there's still a circus. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Circus is in it, Alex. That's a... Ah, I see. Nice. Okay. Good he, played, he played Gollum. He's not playing uh, Snoke, though, uh, as far as we oh, know. Okay. <laughs> or so. Caesar. Or yeah. what's his name in the MCU? I don't know. Oh, Claw. He does his Claw. Yeah. Man, you know what? Like, I'm loving Andy Circus having, like, a chance to act without being covered in like motion capture it's dots. True. Like he's such a good, act. oh my God, he's so good. Yeah, he anyway. does great. Anyway, Luke, what are you cheering? It was a bit of a lean week in anything good or bad that happened to me. So I had to really flex my mind. That's what, the, that's what the kids call a midweek. Ah, yeah. Good to know. Take that home. I would have just Music. called that a Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for getting me hip. Now you're so, with it. Indoor Frisbee has started and we do it on Monday nights. Last okay. Monday was Halloween, so after Frisbee, we always go to the local bar to have a few drinks. But because it was Halloween, there was a Halloween karaoke night going on, and so I decided to sing Hungry Like the Wolf, and it went really well, and like the dance floor got packed when I went up and sang that song, so that was pretty fun. <laughs> so, and I so howled, fun. and I howled, and I whined. <laughs> Packing floors yeah. for Packing years. floors. You can call me a floor packer. You you love to be an uh, MC. Like you're you're such you do so good in in front of a crowd. Like it's great. Mm. It's a treat to see. Very nice. Alrighty, okay. So it's time to pick the next week's movie. But uh, I got to do some credits first. So thanks everybody for listening. If you would like to support the show, the easiest way to do that is to leave a rating and a review. Head over to iTunes or Apple Podcasts, rather Spotify. Leave us a five star rating. Leave us a little review. It's great to hear from you we hope you enjoy it it's been such a delight to make this show for over two and a half years now uh, every single week and thank you everyone who listens week after week it truly means the most you can also support us over on patreon patreon.com slash nothing to fear one dollar a month minimum will get you into the door there and there is there's actually a reward if you've joined the patreon for a year now i will send you one of our uh, stickers that i posted up the uh, get out of friday the 13th free card Ooh. That you can adorn with your wa- on your water bottle or a lap- laptop of choice. So, it's very cute. It's adorable. It's adorable. Yeah. So check <laughs> out uh, patreon.com slash nothing to fear. You can also get in touch with the show on Instagram and nothing to fear podcast. Maybe still Twitter. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> that fucking website is circling the drain. So NDF bot on Twitter for the time being. You can get in touch with me on Instagram. I'm at design Billy. And if you are 
enjoying what we're talking about and you want to hear more of what Luke is talking about, a little bit higher of brow caliber than what we do here, you can listen to his shows, which are the following. Liberal Soul. Elevated podcasts. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Liberal Soul and Really True Fiction, available on all podcasting apps of your choice. Excellent. All right. Anyway, okay. So, yeah. Speaking of, what the fuck is your movie podcast on the radio call? Full Spectrum, Full Spectrum Cinema. Cinema. There it is. Full Spectrum yeah. Cinema. <laughs> I forgot. Movie podcast on the radio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no there's no such thing as radio anymore. It's just all yeah. different kind of podcasts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, anyway, check all those out in the show notes below, as always and as ever. And Alex, where can people find you? Instagram, one song a day. I'll post a song every day, and you can follow the playlist. Nice, 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 nice. Okay, so it's my turn to pick for next week. And originally, I had wanted to do 2022 month in January, because there are five Januaries, and it would have meant I got to pick two movies. Okay, selfish. I, I know, I know, I know. It's really affecting <laughs> affecting me personally. And I wanted, I want to pick Smile so bad, but it's not, it's not going to be out on streaming. I think until after we record next week's episode. So I, I can't pick that, or I'll have to pick it later, or maybe one of you will pick it. Um, but so, <laughs> hint, 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 hint. So I'm going to pick a movie that was from earlier in the year that I wanted to do, simply called X which has also Excellent. got a lot of buzz, so I can't wait to talk about that. We're going to watch X I've next week. That. Ooh, you have seen it. I have not I seen have it. I have seen it, yeah. So there you go. I haven't either. Alex, what is this? <laughs> I'm a horror movie pro now. Huh? This is a horror movie pro. Yeah, so we're going to uh, we're gonna do X next week. And, uh, we're not going to do like ecstasy. That's not something we're going to do. We're going to watch X a week. movie titled X next week. And until then, remember, folks, they're just movies. There's nothing to fear. And stay out of the basement or the secret second basement or the third basement. I don't know. Anyway, bye.